continue the series on the prayer of faith and uh, in today's teaching and most probably in the next teaching we're going to look specifically at the steps that we need to be taking when we actually do pray the prayer of faith. Prior to this we've looked at um, the preparation that we need to make um, before we pray the prayer of faith. In other words what we have to make sure that we have um, taken care of like walking in love and things like that. But in today's teaching we want to look more specifically at uh, what we should actually be doing at the time we actually pray the prayer of faith. And there's four areas we want to look at today. The one is that we actually do need to be asking. The second is that when we do ask, we must ask believing. Then the third area we want to look at is the fact that we need to be asking using the name of our Lord Jesus. And then finally we want to look at the point of the fact that we need to be asking according to the will of God. So the first uh, area we want to touch on today <coughs> is the fact that we do need to ask. And the uh, scripture we'll open up with is in Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 6, verse 7 and 8. Our Lord speaking, He says, And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. And so a lot of Christians have this viewpoint about life, uh, their Christian prayer life, is what's the point of asking God? He really knows what I need before I ask Him, so you know, He'll just take care of all of my needs. But Jesus is very clear to us, implying to us that even though our Father knows what our needs are, He still requires that we ask Him. For He says, for your Father knows the things you have need of when? Before you ask Him. So he's not saying because our Father knows what we need, we don't need to ask Him. He's saying He knows what we need before we ask Him, but He's implying very strongly that we still do need to ask Him. And so, you know, we, um, in that particular uh, passage of Scripture, in Luke's Gospel, chapter 12, our Lord speaking around the same concept, he, He's talking about the, our basic needs of food and clothing. And so if God the Father requires us that we ask Him, to meet our basic needs of food and clothing, well, then he's going to want us to ask him for all that we require of him. Um, and we need to get around this point because a lot of uh, Christians go through life never really asking God for anything because they ask others to help them. They ask, they, they look to their own resources to get them through, but they never really go before God and ask him. And our first port of call should always be that we ask God first. Again, uh, in this passage of Scripture, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8, our Lord speaking, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him it knocks, it will be opened. And so very clearly, the person that puts himself in the position of asking is the one who's going to receive. Because conversely, we can say this, uh, the Scripture, and whereas our Lord says, ask and will be given to you, he could have just as easily said, don't ask and it won't be given to you. And it's like he goes on to say, knock and seek and you will find, knock and will be open to you. So you can't go and stand in front of a door, not knock on the door and expect the door to be open to you. You have to knock on that door in order for it to be open. You can't look for something by just sitting there and saying, well, I'm looking. No, you've got to go out and seek for it and then you'll find it. In the same manner, if you're going to receive anything from God, you're going to have to ask Him. The very first port of call is that we ask God. James chapter 4 verse 2 says, You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. 
you fight in war, yet you do not have. Why? Because you do not ask. So he's very plain about it, that we do need to be asking God our Father. Now, why does God expect us to ask Him? Well, the, one of the main reasons is so that He gets the glory when He gives us that which we've asked Him for. Because why is that? Well, when we receive from God that which we prayed about, we're going to give Him thanks. We're going to give Him glory. We're going to testify to everybody, look what God has done for me. Whereas if we ask others, we're going to thank them if they help us. If we do it in our own strength, we're going to you know, pat ourselves on the back. God gets no glory out of any of that. And so it's when we go before our Father and ask Him to meet whatever need it might be, and He supplies that need, then we give Him thanks and we give Him glory because we testify to all, look at what God has done for me. And so that's the purpose that we ask God, because you know God should be glorified at all times. And that's why we ask Him. Look at this account in Scripture. An example just to illustrate the point that we do need to ask. And not a case of, well, God knows what I need, so He'll take care of it, so I'll just carry on in life. No, God um, knows what you need, yes, without a doubt. But God will not take care of it unless we ask Him to do so. Why? Because we then give Him thanks for it. Look at this account, Mark's Gospel, chapter 7, verse 24 to 26. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house, speaking about our Lord Jesus, and wanted no one to know it, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And so, if you know the passage of scripture, you can go read it. Uh, eventually, Jesus does give in, and he, well, I say give in, it's not the right terminology. Uh, Jesus, let me just kind of break it down. Jesus was sent by God to minister to the Jews, not to the Gentiles. She's a Gentile. So Jesus said, I can't really minister to you because I, they would be going contrary to the will of God because God didn't send me to the Gentiles at this time. He sent me to the Jews. She's persistent. She keeps asking. Eventually, um, she, uh, Jesus almost insults her and she says yes Lord but even the dog he calls her a dog he said not good to take the children's bread and give it to dogs and she said yes dog, Lord but even the little dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the, uh, the, the table that fall from the children's bread Jesus said to her oh, daughter great is your faith for that saying go your way your daughter has been made well and so <clears throat> she gets exactly what she came for she's persistent because look what the scripture says and she kept asking him so had she not asked, she wouldn't have got anything. Had she not kept asking, she wouldn't have got anything. But she was consistent in asking, and she kept asking until she got what she wanted from, from the Lord. Now, she had to keep asking. Why? Because she was asking outside of the perfect will of God, because Jesus was sent to the Jews, not to the Gentiles at that time. And so she had to overcome that hurdle, and that's why she had to keep asking. So it's not a case that as, as Christians, we have to keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, and eventually God gets fed up and gives us our answer to our prayer. That's not how it works. You need to understand the concept. But the point that I wanted to get across from this passage here is that she got what she asked for. And, that, and that's what we need to uh, glean from this, is that when we ask, we also will receive what we ask for, but it is required of us to ask. And so unless we ask, we won't receive. That is the first step that has to be taken with regards to praying the prayer of faith. Now we break down all of these 
points into steps. But when you pray the prayer of faith, you're doing it all in one process. But the reason we break it down is just so it makes it easier for us to teach the concept. Because a lot of it is we have to overcome um, you know, different way, things that we've been taught and, and the way that the world thinks. And so our mindsets have to change. And so, you know, again, you get people say, well, God knows that you need what you need, so why even ask Him? Well, we do because He said so. And so that's, we're obedient. We used to be sons of disobedience, we're now sons of obedience. And so now whatever God says to do, that's what we do. And so we ask Him. First step for praying the prayer of faith is we must ask. The second step that we want to discuss today with regards to praying the prayer of faith is that when we ask, there's a condition attached. So if it's a case we just need to ask, well then we kind of got it made because most people can do that. Most Christians can ask. Um, and so if we just a case of whatever you ask that you're going to get, well that's great because it means that you know we'll get whatever we ask. But there is a condition attached. Jesus didn't add that condition in. Matthew's Gospel 21 verse 22. Our Lord speaking about the prayer of faith, and He says, "And whatever things you ask in prayer, you will receive." No, He doesn't say that. He says, and whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. So our Lord puts that little clause in there. And the clause is believing. So he doesn't say whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive. He says whatever you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. And so we see that there is a condition attached. That when we pray the prayer of faith, because it's called the prayer of faith, we have to believe. Believing and faith are synonymous terms. I know there's some, in some circles, there's weird teaching out there that says believing is one thing, faith is something else. No, it's not. They're synonymous terms. Don't get com complicated around the gospel. It's a very simple gospel that we believe. But the condition is we have to believe it. The prayer of faith says, whatever you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. Mark's Gospel, our Lord speaking, uh, Mark reporting the same thing that Matthew reported, just using a different uh, terminology to explain what Jesus said on that day. Mark 11, 24, Jesus speaking again. He says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And so in Mark's account, we get a little bit more detail as to how this believing aspect actually does work. Because he says here, when you pray, you must believe, and then you will receive. Okay, so that's exactly what Matthew said. When you ask, whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. But he gives us a bit of insight as to the timeline as to how things progress. Because he says, when you pray, believe that you receive. And so it's at the time that we pray, that we get in our knees and we petition God the Father, it's at that time that we are to believe that we receive. And... It's not a case we have to believe that we will receive. That's where some, a lot of Christians miss it. They get on their knees and they believe that they will receive their answer. No. It, when we get on our knees and we pray the prayer of faith, we have to believe that we have received our answer. Why, does this, why do we say that? Because he said, when you pray, believe that you, present tense, receive. Don't believe that you will receive. Believe that you are receiving at that point in time. Why do we do that? Because Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when the prayer of faith is prayed, my faith is the evidence of things that I have, do not yet see. Now what I do not yet see with my physical eyes 
is the manifestation of that which I'm praying about. Look at the prayer of faith again, Mark 11, 24. Whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe you receive them. So that's the time we believe that we receive it. And then what happens? And you will, future tense, have them. So the manifestation of what we prayed about and received will only be made manifest in the future. We'll see it in the future. But we believe and we have it in the present. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope is always future. Um, faith is present. The evidence of things not seen or not yet seen. And so, I trust you understand this concept because a lot of Christians stumble on this concept. They really, because that's what faith is. Faith is now. Faith is present tense. And so, if I believe it, then I have to believe it now. I don't believe I will have it. Because if I keep believing I will have it, when, when does that stop? Because every time I believe I will have it, I will have it, I will have it, I'm pushing it out into the future all the time. I'm never bringing it into the present. Faith brings it into the present. It says, I have it now. I'll see it in the future, physically, but I have it now. What's your evidence that you got it? My faith. That's my evidence. But I can't see anything. That's not my concern. I believe it. And we're not going to touch on, on the evidence of faith, but that's really how it works. We have to believe it now in the present as we pray. That's what he said. And when you pray, believe that you receive. And not when you pray, believe that you will receive. When you pray, believe that you receive. Present tense. And you will have future tense. So it's at that time. So the prayer of faith has to be prayed on this wise that we have to ask. And we have to ask believing. When we do, then in the future... It will manifest. We'll see it in the natural. But I've now got it in the Spirit. An example we can look at, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 9, verse 27 to 30. Scripture says, When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him, and, said, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus turned and warned them, saying, See that no one knows it. And so the timeline here, they pray in faith. Why do we know that? Because Jesus said when they did get healed, uh, we did not, we, before they get healed, he says, According to your faith, be don't you? And they get healed. They get their eyes signed. So obviously they are asking in faith. Otherwise nothing would have happened. If they were not asking in faith, if they weren't asking believing, when Jesus put his hands on them, because the scripture says he touched their eyes, nothing would have happened. Even though the Son of God touched their eyes, nothing would have happened. Why? Because Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. And so when he touched their eyes, their eyes were opened. Obviously, they had faith when they asked. And so they believed at the time that they asked him that they would receive from him, that they had the faith. He said, do you believe I can do this? They said, yes. So Jesus tests their faith. He wants to make sure, are you guys asking me in faith? Because he knows that if they don't ask him in faith, if they don't ask believing, nothing's going to happen. And so when we ask, we have to ask believing. And when we ask believing, that we then will see, just as the blind men did see eventually, because Jesus then touched their eyes and they saw. But they had to believe it before Jesus would touch them. Because had they said, Lord, we hope so, so Jesus said, do you believe that... Oh, um, I'm able to do this. Had they said, look, we hope you can. 
Jesus said, uh-uh, you're not there. Uh, I'm not going to touch you because you're not believing. Because he says, according to your faith, be it unto you. And so if they, if they were asking him in hope, Jesus wouldn't say, according to your hope, be it unto you. Because that doesn't receive from God. It has to be by faith. And so Jesus was testing them. Are you guys asking me in faith? Yes, Lord, we are. All right, according to your faith. He touched their eyes. The power flowed, and they got their eyesight. And so that's how the principle works. We have to, when we ask God, ask believing. And it's then that we will receive. And that's the, the concept we need to understand. It's a very simple concept, but a, a very profound one, and a lot of Christians stumble over it because they keep trying to push it out. Lord, I believe that I will get a video from you. Now, I believe that you will do this. I believe you will. You can do this. Yes, but you've got to.